Hello everyone, welcome back to Octane 101 podcast. I am Akshay and I am Sayan. And this is episode 32 and you know what that means? Tell me. I am I'm sure you're going to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Right. That that is inevitable. That means that we have been so so irresponsible and so inconsistent that we could not even manage an average of one episode a month. Really? Because I mean, I mean, we were supposed to have like episode like at least thirty-six episodes by now. I am in because, no mood to do the math, but okay, just because you're telling me. I mean, we started this a podcast in twenty twenty. Right. For the first year, we managed twelve episodes okay. when we were targeting twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but twelve was not bad. We thought twelve was not bad. Right. Like I think now we are at bad because this year is almost like approaching. I think we were pretty consistent this year, but for the last couple of months, I think we we yes. But I mean, whatever it is, the 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 overall average is I would say skewed a bit now. Okay. I mean, at max we are gonna put out what one more episode this year because like we are recording beyond this, this on, beyond this not yeah beyond, beyond this right. excluding this one huh. yeah so like we are in uh, November twenty seventh already so I'm assuming we'll be able to put out one more episode yeah so anyway so yeah that is what this being episode thirty two means means what that we didn't manage a good enough average <laughs> okay yeah anyway so yeah what are we starting off with uh, in this a lot episode? has happened over the last one month absolutely it was not planned uh, this uh, taking this long a break yeah but like a like, lot of things circumstances and things like yeah. that but a lot a lot of things happened yeah. let's start with our favorite topic which is not tesla oh <laughs> uh, let's start with motorsports because oh, okay. yes. both motogp and f1 culminated the, the season this year yes season. yes uh, i think let me start off by saying anyone who didn't watch the brazilian grand prix missed out big time and not just like i'm not talking about just the race but the the qualifying the sprint everything the whole race weekend i think as a package i don't think we've had a whole weekend this brilliant in such a long time right and even though it would have been more exciting uh, had it been the championship decider it would have been absolutely uh, i would have loved it yeah but, but uh, nevertheless nevertheless what yeah. brilliant weekend teammates fighting amongst each other it was the entire brazilian gp was about it <laughs> yeah yeah so stroll crashed into vettel yeah and ocon ocon yes ocon and uh, alonso, alonso yeah. and then the whole fiasco between Verstappen and Checo. Oh yes, yes. How can I forget that? And I mean, honestly, uh, it it felt. I think I think let's go in a logical order, right? Okay. Yeah. F one is your. Okay, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> like finally the the season um, concluded at Abu Dhabi. Checo could not get second in the drivers championship. Like midway through the season, we knew that Verstappen is winning it. Right. Yeah, yeah. We knew that, and it was like officially confirmed as well on and on Japanese Grand Prix weekend. But right. but uh, I'm just saying that it was. I mean, the races were still exciting. Mm, and okay. I, the, I okay. Mean, I mean, like the races that followed, like in general, they were exciting. I mean, Brazil was very recently. Yeah. Abu Dhabi also was a pretty decent race, but Bra- Brazil was though absolutely brilliant. Right. So I'm just saying, like the racing was exciting. Plus, of course, there was. whole reshuffling as well which was also ongoing parallel to the racing on track right so that was that plus the uh, the 
the run for the constructors positions as well as the second position in the driver championship that was more exciting that yeah. was very exciting mm-hmm. and sadly that did not happen for checo mm-hmm. had uh, verstappen been a bit more help in either of the last two races right uh, it could have played out differently but nevertheless that that was the outcome right uh so yeah i mean overall uh, an exciting season although leclerc somehow grabbed the consolation prize yeah he, <laughs> he grabbed the consolation prize sadly vettel has retired now mm. and i think it was such a big event like the retirement of vettel was such a big event that nobody noticed that uh, mick schumacher is also like sort of stepping out And, and Ricardo like, and Ricardo well. like people forgot Ricardo like like the very beloved character right and people almost forgot him and everyone was talking about Vettel let's be frank we might not see Ricardo come back to the grid yeah we might not yeah we don't know right right true 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 so, so but anyway but yeah i mean Vettel going away it had to be special right yeah uh, i mean i i don't think i've ever felt bad about some athlete or some sports person retiring okay except this time because uh, i think part of it is also uh, down to the fact that vettel was sort of the uh, the most sought after and like sort of the hopeful character coming in when i sort of started watching formula 1 okay like when i started watching formula 1 only a 4 5 years later vettel sort of came into the sport right right so i've practically watched him race for almost like 60 70% of the time i've watched formula 1 okay so i think that is also part of it plus i think over the years he turned from a he uh, transformed from a championship winning so, driver to somebody who became a like a great a, ambassador for the whole sport great right? ambassador for the sport and a lot of causes right 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 yeah so that's why i think i mean it was a much bigger deal than uh, but like personally for me i'm saying okay obviously of course this is going to vary for a lot of people sure uh, but i'm just saying ki, like it felt like a very big deal that he was retiring right so yeah so that was that and uh, in contrast to that Schumacher went away nobody cared uh, i mean yeah i mean Schumacher was uh, let's be honest he didn't really perform to to earn anything obviously that's how the sport works right like uh, the name got him a seat to a degree let's be honest right uh, and i'm sure nobody What, nobody what's your take on uh, toto wolf coming out and you know some, some in some way backing Schumacher and going after gunter steiner <laughs> I, i mean like toto uh, it's easy for toto to say anything from a position of convenience no but how does it help him it doesn't but I, i'm just saying like like historically too we have seen like sort of the, like the german because see michael schumacher also came back with them Mm-hmm. and i think there is sort of a existing relationship plus also the the common denominator of the nationality so do you think schumacher will be able to crawl back probably because he went to the great probably yes probably okay yeah because uh, i mean like l- let's be honest the the drivers that we did not expect to see back at all are now racing on the grid or will race on the grid next year are you talking about alonso no 
no alonso is going to probably race for another 10 years <laughs> you talk about hulkenberg then yeah alonso is going to retire older than a indian government employee okay uh, but i'm i'm talking about hulkenberg i'm talking about kevin magnesson right yeah so i'm just saying like a lot of drivers like honestly it's like 10% of the grid <laughs> so that's not uh, so yeah i'm just saying like like nico nico hulkenberg hulk shit i'm saying nico hulkenberg at no point at least i personally did not expect him to be back Why did not? you i did because honestly he was at this point he makes sense for haas he he does he does right now he does but i'm just saying like when he went out of the equation couple of years ago right uh it did not seem like he would be back because like let's be honest there is always good hulk, talent in hulk, formula 2 yeah so hulk is not a championship winning driver right yeah but he's one of those people who is very consistent on the grid that he is will true. earn you you know those crucial points i i agree with all of yeah. that but so i'm just saying none of the teams which actually is you know on a lookout for a championship winning driver right. will think of hulk but right now like haas it makes sense and I, i somehow i was not very surprised so okay haas went from two rookie drivers last year yeah to two experienced drivers next year yeah the, the 2023 season yes yeah. so last year they had schumacher and your uh, what mazepin 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 nikita mazepin so from that they went to this so i'm i'm just saying there is always good talented formula 2 there is always good talent to be found elsewhere and like it is not always a sure thing that someone who has once moved out is going to be the preferred choice for uh, any team i mean it is uh, I, i absolutely for any the... team i think for haas right now it is important right that they have to they know they are not going for the championship yeah, but, but right now they have a good car and uh, somehow they can you know rise up on the constructors what do you call that list right the, so that that is that will earn the very important you know the the money they need to fund the whole business no that is true but i'm just saying it, it could have also been a combo of one uh, this kmag and uh, uh, another like sort of fresh face on the grid but they it would have like i don't know yeah, because uh, he he would not have charged as much it was, i mean i mean like, like i don't think so hulk is going to charge too much yeah but but still i mean i'm just saying a rookie driver would probably they they saw with uh, shumaka the number of crashes and even with you know mazepin <laughs> no but actually shumaker added a much more significant know, bill for them yeah, obviously yeah. so they have a good car right now with the old ferrari engine and things like that yeah the ferrari engine is working i think f- more for them than it is working for ferrari i think for 2020 <laughs> yeah yes for 2023 season i think they want to win not win like uh, get more points gain points here yeah, be, yeah. be more be more present in the present points. and get some more sponsorship deals and things like that and then from 2024 season they might actually look out for plus plus uh, i mean like obviously next year formula 1 is going to have uh, an even better presence in the us right and haas being an american team if they are sort of being even decently visible yeah uh it might help the like exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. it might also help attract more uh, sort of american money to make their team grow i think they need to experience yeah. right drivers right. sorry so, i'm again into the moto gp 
<laughs> but yeah right yeah so yeah i mean it it makes sense now now that we see it uh, what we but I mean, it wasn't this obvious mm, right yeah. so anyway that's very much about us what else is reshuffling ricardo back to his back red to, bull yeah back to red bull as the third driver number 3 right. driver with the number 3 on his racing suit yeah I think uh, this is the best outcome he could have expected at this point. I think he turned down. He was was he offered a seat in Haas like officially? I there don't were talks, so. right? There were rumors. Rumors. I mean, we don't. Know But he came out and said that like I don't want to drive for a team like Haas. Yeah. He, he, so so now he's not gonna drive. Yeah. He's gonna wait till like twenty twenty four season. I I don't so I hope his comeback if he ever manages to come back mm-hmm. on the grid I hope it's not like Andre Davidsi also in MotoGP he came back and his comeback with Yamaha was terrible right right with the satellite team RNF right true and like right now he's because he's not even like uh, one of the two drivers primary drivers uh, the car would also not be particularly tailored for him in a way I mean, obviously, Red Bull has a strong car that is uh, without uh, right out right now. But uh, I'm just saying, like, it's st- because see, Checo is there because Checo is obviously getting a lot of money, and like Red Bull doesn't want Checo to leave. Right, and that's why you look at. He's the, an amazing second driver. He's an amazing second driver, and yeah. like you look at the salaries in Checo. Is I I didn't have a look at it. Ah, sure. So they were disclosed very recently. Uh, okay. So yeah, obviously, well, it's handsomely mean, paid, I guess. <laughs> he is he is okay. very very well paid very well paid versus um, but he's at, justifying his salary very well very yeah. well but, but that still doesn't excuse the fact that Verstappen uh, Verstappen is yeah Verstappen like could have helped him obviously uh, sort of gain a position and like have an advantage it was not just for Checo it was also for the team no yes, yes. they would have grabbed the like the drivers the champ- constructors. I am saying driver Verstappen won. Right. Constructor right. they won. Right. And like the second second S- would also have been Red Bull driver. Right. Uh, but never nevertheless, uh, I I think we sort of forget this stuff in the long run. Obviously, nobody yeah. remembers I, the. I, I'm I'm just saying person we, who comes yeah, because like five years, eight years down the line, people will remember that Max won two championships. Nobody is gonna remember Checo this significantly. Or or incidents like this, quite true. Yeah, I mean, like who was Schumacher's teammate back when he was winning in Ferrari? Quite true. <laughs> so yeah, I'm uh, I'm just saying people forget the the bad bits. And let's be honest, I'm, I'm uh, like Schumacher. We have all heard stories. But uh, all of a sudden, there is like the mad uh, the madness around Verstappen. Like mm-hmm. we had seen the the crazy fan following. All of a sudden, there is some lot of yes negativity and name hate, calling. Yeah, yes, yeah. that is there. that has happened absolutely true i mean honestly it it has reached to a point and we have discussed that discussed this already a couple of times on this podcast right that there is a increasing amount of hate like in general like like to a point the teams have to issue statements sort of criticizing the fans right uh, or it like it is going the football way i somehow feel like that Uh, I mean, I I would not want to piss the football fans off. No, no, it's not <laughs> because because I know how they react. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but yes, you are sort of on the on the right track there. Yes, mm-hmm. true. 
uh but nevertheless next year i'm very much looking forward to uh the young driver uh, fernando alonso in uh, aston <laughs> martin <laughs> yeah. alonso was very unlucky this year right a lot of failures lot of engine failures yeah, how e- even in the last two races yeah crazy so and nevertheless i'm i'm hoping because aston martin has a reasonably good car yes they have a reasonably good car so let's hope alonso shines there and stroll is obviously there makes races interesting that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, right so so anyway uh, do you think uh, ferrari will be able to bounce back ferrari being ferrari ferrari always bounces back the next year i'm just waiting for that next year for a long time now <laughs> Benito ஸ்ட்ராட்டஜி Right. And like instead he chose that it was easier to just blame the car. Right. And and like terrible management uh, like bla- the bla- blaming the strategy like which actually was the case would have been fine because it was obviously a strategy issue. Right. He would have owned that up and like like he as in the strategy team and obviously him as the team team principal team manager. Right. Uh versus like blaming the car you are basically telling hundreds of people that I'll throw you on under the bus in a split second right when you have done nothing wrong mm-hmm. because like let's be honest ferrari has been in a strong shape and ferrari somehow has always been coming back into good shape after after a while like even uh, until like the last regulations like when vettel was with ferrari right yeah at that point ferrari almost till like half season almost every other year looked like they, they're going to do they, something they, they, they're going to bounce back <laughs> they're going to bounce back they're going to do something and like in the second half of the se- second half of the season would absolutely they always they are very they are they are always consistent in disappointing <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean like ferrari fans are setting them up uh, for disappointment for years now so i think they used to it when was the last time ferrari won Schumacher, this uh, Raikkonen. Yes, I think so. Yes. Oh, I've forgotten. Like, like it is that bad. That bad, yeah. Yeah. One and a half decades, more than that. Right. I mean, like there was the the Alonso was racing for racing for Ferrari in twenty twelve, right? Mm, yes. Yeah. So that's when they close. they actually came very close, like yeah, yeah. till the last race. Brazilian GP, I guess. Brazilian was the last at that mm. point. Yes, like it came very close. But yeah, I think Raikkonen. Wow, Raikkonen is still the last standing Ferrari champion. Yeah, and that is saying something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, so I think this is Formula One. This is yes. This is your first twenty minutes of Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> MotoGP. I, I. The good thing is it was not. I mean, like Verstappen won what fourteen races in the season? Fourteen or fifteen? 15 i think okay yeah he broke the record broke so the record. It, it, in a way it got a little boring we knew that westhaven is going to win uh it was very different in the case of moto gp so quattararo was winning yeah that's like what he, you told on earlier episodes yeah yeah he people thought like even with a very shitty motorcycle he was winning right and bagnaia uh, on his ducati he was way behind like 90 points behind midway through Okay and uh, somehow he came back and he won. Oh. Ducati winning after like what 
हिमालयन प्रोडक्ट so they can always get a you know an engineer or a chassis and just plaster yeah. there yeah like 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 the way hero did tvs is tvs sherco sherco right right true it'll be interesting so who knows? but again ari has been making the right moves so yeah so we'll be very very surprised if they they get into dakar as well so slight tangent from here only uh, royal enfield rider mania they showcased the meteor 650 what are your thoughts aikma they showcased yeah aikma they showcased i'm, I'm just talking closer to home in, in okay. like aikma they show, like showcased first but they also showcased it here <laughs> okay yeah, like people could touch and feel and like get a better feel of it so uh, what about in aikma people couldn't touch it i don't know i don't care <laughs> <laughs> yeah only only uh, two days back a friend of mine was asking if i want to uh, like go to the auto expo on the media days like fuck off who cares about auto it? expo is happening this next 2023 okay yeah okay. Uh, yeah i don't know anyway <laughs> uh, yeah so meteor i think uh, ari did a good job i think it looks nice yeah. obviously it's not to my you know my riding style it doesn't somehow yeah i think both you and i agree on like cruisers in general that we but if i just look at it as a mode a product right, right? yeah that, that's what i'm pretty amazing yeah i'm just waiting for the pricing i, I think the pricing is not out as no the yet. pricing is not out yet i'm expecting it will be like a 50 55000 premium over the interceptor could be or i think it could be around like priced around 4 lakhs 
ओवर interceptor no right and i think for that price it we know the engine is nice yeah i mean like at least uh, even if we could not say that definitively when interceptor came out now we can wait we know, with right? a fair it, bit it's of confidence it's been on the market for a while yeah now. like a lot of people around us are riding that yes very happily uh showa upside down we are presuming it's going to be good yes i am going to i i'm still holding back on the the rear Uh, suspension suspension okay got to be or oh, the rear is like endurance or something what i don't know I, i'll have to check but otherwise <laughs> it looks nice yes and uh, presumably it's going to be good and in india actually there is still a decent enough market for cruisers right but i think this is going to be a, a very good product for re for the international markets what do you think for europe uh, especially and okay matlab uh, this may just be uh, observation bias but do you really think there is enough of a cruiser market in europe anymore because it seems to be fading and it like, is not exactly a cruiser cruiser because we are already see seeing that bonneville sell bonneville is like a street neutral kind of it is very like similar a, to that no if you no, look at it, it no it is like you you're talking about bonneville street master No, speedmaster. Sorry, speedmaster. Yeah. You're comparing it with that, but but Bonneville is not a Bonneville is compare Bonneville is comparable to Interceptor, uh, Continental GT, Truckster, Truckster, and Continental. Anyway, I'm uh, like not I'm, exactly I'm just, comparing I'm, things, but I'm just saying Bonneville is. It is, is, it is still very Bonneville-ish. Like it's not cruiser, cruiser. I mean, it it is somewhere between what a Bonneville and a Thunderbird is. And the reason why I'm saying it is because I have a lot of friends in Europe. Right. Uh, like they are. in france italy spain uh they seem to be very excited about this motorcycle many of them made it to icma right and they were posting about it okay when there are some amazing motorcycles around you right and still you choose to also post about this hmm. they are noticing right I, th- i think europe and us is also very much intrigued by the the accessibility of these motorcycles price obviously obviously the the biggest uh-huh. you know vr2 highlight for but it but i'm just saying like obviously this is not a proper cruiser but this is still tilting very much in the cruiser direction and true, i think true. i think comparing it with bonneville i would say is unfair because bonneville no, compares so. with the interceptor kind of styling and design and this is a bit more sort of laid back uh, like sort of uh, indian scout type not See, that low uh, slung or something we know that what is it a2 license or a1 license what is it a2 for uh, like like for Learners. kdk right yeah a2 a3 right. a1 i don't i don't anyway, anyway people in that bracket they still do not like go for exactly like i need a very sporty motorcycle or a cruiser or they, like they want thing. that but they are restricted, restricted by the regulation right. so yeah. in that case i think uh, it will be another option when you're looking for either interceptor continental or a cruiser flavored right 650. yeah 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 i'm i'm saying and with upside down uh, folks and things like that more equipment i think mm-hmm. 
it would make more sense yeah. plus this is this is also going to be like looked at as an alternative to and like obviously we don't get that product here like the honda rebel and like stuff like that right yeah so anyway anyway nevertheless i think rebel is more tilted towards cruiser it is, it is yes it is obviously further along it the is line it's still of, very sporty this this one is still more sporty relatively yes relatively no relatively yes this this feels like a power but i think uh, ari ari for Ferrari, it's going to be very important for international markets. And I, I think domestic to domestic, I mean, obviously. I'm, I'm, I'm domestic, seeing, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not interested at all in that. Like interceptor, I absolutely love. I personally, both of us. Personally, both of us are us. But we are like, seeing a lot of people around us who, in fact, like three people have already in the in the past two three days asked about it. Like, right? Like, uh-huh, should like, we get it for ourselves? Me and like, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Should I buy that? And like these these people, they're not exactly restricted by budget, but these are the people who are looking at motorcycling as more of a sort of lifestyle purchase. Right. And like one of those was a recent. Uh, like a couple of months ago he was asking about meteor 350 right and i sort of pointed him in the direction of interceptor 650 right yeah, because like i i not continental no 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 but the continental would have been a bit to uh, sort of more taxing for him for someone who's looking for a casual weekend riding okay. kind of motorcycle okay so i mean meteor 350 has obviously no issues Right. I just pointed him towards six fifty because he, uh, I, I know that he has ridden in the past and like would expect some degree of performance right. as well. Right. So now that guy comes back to me. He's like, "Yeah, Interceptor is not particularly a fan of how it looks, but I'm really liking how the meteor, this meteor six fifty is looking." Sure. And like, what should I expect? Should I wait or should I look at the options that already exist? So right. yeah, I asked him to wait. And I think a couple of other people as well. Mm-hmm. So hopefully yes, the good market for it here and like domestic, I'm sure it's gonna yeah. do well. Yeah, but I mean like international the, as well. I think uh, Ari is now looking outwards, and this might be a product which right, will help. Right, and and on on that note, like my my I another thing. Sorry, sorry, well. sorry. Okay, sorry. Uh, another thing. So uh, on my Instagram again, I have people who are in Australia, okay. Japan, uh, Southeast Asia, uh, Europe. Uh, all these con- countries continents so your pitbull mr worldwide anyway people are actually talking about ari yeah i mean that that is surprisingly like uh, over the last 5 years ari is there right yes true true and also i got a friend in turkey who is very happy with his expulse <laughs> anyway right. it is it is actually uh, interesting and exciting for an indian guy Yeah, and, and like expulse finally like indian brands motorcycle brands should have done well internationally right i mean they they are honestly a bajaj sells in like yeah half the sales of bajaj are in international markets but it should have done better that's what i'm saying like it's high time that okay yeah, it's it's happening now it's great like and good also, that you're looking at it very in that optimistically like, yeah yeah it's a it's, the okay okay potential is there but somehow the potential is still un- has been untapped okay I'm finally gonna, I'm we gonna, are going in that direction okay i'm going to make Hero another point here and bajaj is not still there ari is somehow spearheading the whole campaign that is one way of looking at it the other is see bajaj obviously half of their 
half of what they make sells in India. The other half is being exported. So obviously the numbers are there. But a major factor, I think you are sort of like sort of glancing over here, is RE operates in a segment I know. where there are more premium products as right. alternatives. Right. And that's why I think we hear and see more of, of RE on the internet than we see of TVS no, I, and Bajaj. I do understand. I know the numbers. I know TVS sells well, Bajaj sells well in Africa right. and South America. I right. know. But I'm saying... It could have done much better. It's still an un- untapped, you know, like the potential is untapped. Yeah, but they, they don't really have And even products. the bigger products, the premium products, let's say about 310 with T- TVS. Right. And we're talking about Bajaj, like Dominar. Right. It's their premium products, but it's not selling as well as it should have. Yeah, but they, they're not doing particularly great in India either. Dominar is doing fine. They're doing okay, but I mean, and like for international markets, they have the segment is very competitive in India. And specifically talking about India, the segment is very competitive and Dominar is still doing okay. 310 is not. Hmm. (laughs) We know the reason right here. And I'm just saying like for, for Bajaj, they also have like KTM for the other markets, which is like doing the job. Dominar and KTM they are very different they're, they're very different obviously they are very different products yeah. but Dominar is selling yeah. I'm not saying it's but, not selling but uh, also you uh, another factor also I would like to add here which I just sort of realized like Royal Enfield also has a much richer history globally it is but yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean like yeah, I, in, saying, in Europe people are immediately sort of uh, there's a degree but of people are not talking about it what I'm saying is now they're at least talking about it five years seven years back they were talking about like an Indian now it has become an Indian brand very shitty motorcycles <laughs> right yeah uh, you remember that video by a brand which is still stuck in 60s they, they, right. that is how they used to right, talk yeah. about it yeah. it is now changing no, no, I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to take away any credit from them mm-hmm. but I'm just saying obviously these I'm things saying, also yeah. contributed like the, the sure sure obviously uh, like the, the familiarity with the brand that existed plus obviously the segment that they're operating in right. uh, so I mean it, it is just in general going to be talked about more on the internet that we see and like right. hear from uh, so that is there but anyway I think we have spoken a lot about this we should move on to the next topic sure which is you tell me. Okay. You took the charge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, that's what I'm pretty much doing all the time. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway. On this podcast, I am. Okay. On, on this, this po- podcast? I yes. Think. How many podcasts do you do? I'm <laughs> not going to talk about, um, talk about my other seven podcasts. <laughs> but anyway, let, let's talk about some car launches. I think you would want to take... Uh, the, if you want to talk about car launches. Or let's... Just gl- like glance over them. There is a new Polestar, which is already old news. Uh, I just added it on the yeah, list I mean, and we forgot to record. Took, it took like a month way too to long. Record. Looks interesting. Uh, my actually, my brother was planning is actually planning to uh, change his BMW 5 Series. He made a call to me asking like, what should I go for? I'm not going to go for a BMW anymore because they look hideous. They do. Uh, they are good cars mechanically, but they don't look good. So he was saying that Polestar might be a consideration, but the, the new Polestar SUV, it, it's going to take time to hit the market. Okay. And that, there is the Lotus SUV as well. 
he can't afford that <laughs> no no i <laughs> i am joking <laughs> just joking <laughs> but वैसे how costly is the lotus suv it's some million dollars something like that it's an ev right oh wow it is that costly yes i thought lotus was supposed to be like accessible sport you were so, stuck like 5 4 5 years back now it's completely changed so i thought you were going to say something like you were stuck like 3 decades ago but like 4 5 years is not a long time i can be stuck like this 5 years back. ago lotus still used to make like really exciting sports cars which were affordable right so so it th- has not changed yeah, so i mean I, i i can be like oblivious to the past 5 years So uh, I mean what is this is so pedantic but okay <laughs> No no I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Anyway so Sorry. now after Geely took over they made this very bold oh, decision Oh yes to, I I forgot that yes I they made this that. whole took this whole bold decision that now we're going to go into EV also right. into EV and uh, like sell them for millions of dollars which all of a sudden comes like am I going to pay 20 lakhs for an RE it's very similar to that Right true but um, okay yeah i mean i i, I really paper, don't know uh, both uh, the super hypercar electric hypercar i forgetting the name or whatever they always very confusing right and this uh, lotus suv all electric they look at least on paper they are very impressive okay and even the design is pretty nice you can say that agree to it i i i would agree that's why it is on the list it looks a little like the urus but it, slightly it, better it it does look better it does look better than that uh, you uh, you showed me the photos it it does look better than it, that it looks nice ha huh. it it looks better than that and speaking of new launches there is uh uh-huh. there is like i'm i'm building up to this okay drum roll yeah drum rolls i'm going to go tapping you can hear the tapping now that's pretty good okay there is wrong okay there is there is There is a new Ola. There is a new Ola again, another one. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, what? It, it's what, not the scooter. Sorry. It's not the what is, what car. Is, but what is what, what is, is what is the laptop that you use? Apple. Which one? MacBook Pro. And what is the cheaper alternative to that? Me. No, no. Uh, cheaper alternative in the Apple ecosystem. Okay, Mini. Oh, what is it? It's Mini, right? No, it's Air. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. That's what the name of. I'm so, drunk and too sleepy. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so the the previous Ola scooter was Ola S1 Pro. Oh, okay. Uh, the new I, one I is now. I know what you're getting into. Okay. Yeah, the new one is Air, which is gonna be priced below a lakh. Yeah. yeah. Did we talk about it? Did we? We laughed about it. We laughed yeah. about it right? in a random conversation. But anyway, I I, I don't even know. I mean, I mean th- this is all I. This was is not too exciting to talk about. Like right? that. That's why. Give me a time. Like I on our very premium. I literally uh, wrote three words: Ola S1 Air. Oh, fuck it. So <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Uh, but we were. I'm, I'm I'm actually like, but since we are on the topic of electric two wheelers, I'm gonna talk about ultraviolet. Yes. I think that is something that. Let's uh, before we get into ultraviolet, ultraviolet because it's. it's Yeah, uh, because ultraviolet is a more exciting topic. Let's give it more time. Uh, let's quickly talk about the Urus Performante, which was launched. Okay, jumping back to car launches, cool. Yeah, let's get cool, cool, no problem. problem. Yeah, go on. Why did the world need another more track-focused Urus? I don't know, but there is one. Okay. Uh, very straight, like to if, to to commute on the jam-packed Bombay streets. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, that's what the, like the, everything else it has got more carbon fiber, wings, aero, things like that. Right. The one thing which stuck out was it has got a rally mode on it. Okay, rally mode. Okay. Yeah. So, uh you flick it onto it and basically your car can would drive better on a uh loose surface, loose like surface, more rear bias right? or something like that. Things like that. Like yeah. Why would you take your urus, which is basically the entire bodywork, the 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 bodywork is made out of carbon fiber, like right. exposed carbon fiber. Right. Take it on a stone covered, you know. Because you probably attack. have like ten, twelve other similar cars. That's Still, you won't do it. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? There is a there is a new hundred meter dash. Oh fuck that that's still nice. Yeah that looks pretty. It doesn't look pretty. I mean pretty it doesn't look pretty, pretty subjective at all. Pretty but we know that it Porsche's history, right? Yeah. In Dakar we know what it did. It's kind of a tribute to it. Right. And I think it makes sense. Right. In this one, I don't know. Take it on a 100 meter dash and it's going to cost you what? 50 lakhs. 30 lakhs changing all the bodywork. <laughs> Scrap bodywork. Nevertheless, I'm, I'm gonna talk about the Porsche again. So okay, you, you, I mean, you want to share more details about that Porsche? It's a lifted uh, Carrera GTS. Hmm. I mean, so I obviously don't see the owners taking it for what they are showing in the promo videos. It's a limited edition car, which is basically a tribute to the whole 959 right, Dakar. Right, the, the Rothmans one. Rothmans. Yeah, it was amazing car. But I, I see a lot of sense in like sort of a supercar. that one would not have to nanny around like while driving in cities or like while taking it from point a to b like a more usable supercar i see a lot of sense in that for that you already have an urus urus yeah, yeah but I'm, i'm just saying like urus like takes a different direction i don't uh, think any huracan is well na taking the similar approach as this 991 yes yeah the last huracan is going to be off road friendly right yes like the sort of like but a lamborghini doesn't have any history in dakar <laughs> right so what you were saying was looking at uh, 911 dakar as a for somebody who who wants to like lives in a city like mumbai yeah but it's not so it is a limited edition car it's for collectors who you know collect cars in, a tribute cars things like that okay, i'm i'm still i think so it's going to come to like anybody is going to buy it. no no no, no. <laughs> it's not logical it's not one of those logical i cars. i understand that I'm, but i'm i'm still just a like slightly hopeful person okay that people are going to buy and actually use the car is it like too much to ask for uh, it is it is it is actually yes it is <laughs> so can can we can we talk about ultraviolet now sure okay so three variants Uh, yes. One is, by the way, the motorcycle is called F seventy seven. F seventy seven. F seventy seven, right? And there are three variants. One is a limited run, limited units. Seventy seven. Limited to seventy. Limited to seventy seven years. Serial number. Oh wow, that's the name. And like the <laughs> cheapest one is priced at three point eight lakhs, and the top one is at four five point five. The mid one is at four point five. Right. So three point eight lakh, and it has a top speed of about one forty to one forty three, and zero to hundred in about eight and a half seconds, eight point three seconds, I think. Right. So thoughts. Ah, uh, okay. So let's start with the looks. We already saw the looks. Yeah. 
it is beautifully designed it is yeah it's slightly bloated but yeah but i mean it is it will be bloated right huh, it's huh. an electric with, with uh, cowled electric bike right right but i'm just i'm just saying like as a motorcycle it looks just, just, like bloated yeah, but i mean if you think about all the other electric motorcycles india international I'm, i'm not going in I'm that saying. i'm just saying like so as a motorcycle company, it, it, no i think it looks very nice it, it looks, looks like nice. a futuristic version of the duke it does it KTV. very much does like like the i think the design music. team did a great job right even making the production variant look like the prototype which we saw so it it, it, it yes actually it does it's it, nice. it, it's pretty close now, to that everything else uh, specs is uh it is i won't say impressive but it's good they they are good yes good hmm. pricing i think it's a lakh more than what it should have been for them to sell good numbers but i don't think so they would have been able to price it yeah so actually yes that that's Without what i was thinking uh, concessions and things like that either if there was a big company uh, giving them you know funding them to sell the initial some like what 3000 4000 5000 units at you know burning money that would have been a very different scenario so yes uh, pricing is steep i also think that it's way it's steep but it's like higher than what it would have been acceptable for the masses but still it seems fair considering it, it is considering the difference price difference uh, that we have seen so far in like the ev counterpart of vehicles right uh second thing the the sort of subsidizing from investor funds part that you're talking about right. i think this is not gonna be as much a mass product that uh that for for that particular strategy to work great i mean they could have probably introduced a an even lower variant but i think that that's too much to ask for but for the spec i think and and uh, honestly yes like the the straight line 0 to 100 numbers no, i like, am not saying like subsidizing i am saying just f77 ultraviolet is not going to stop at f77 no right right no, i'm I, saying I, going the uh, tesla roadster way i i get that yes i absolutely get that but i'm going money on your first variant to establish your company no then, i that that makes sense but i'm just saying like the the average price here is still significantly lower in india right yeah in in us like when tesla roadster the initial tesla roadster came out it was still like two and a half times to 2.5 times the uh, price of an average car in us right and in india so i'm i'm just making an assumption here but i'm i'm, I'm guessing the average price of a, car, a motorcycle here would be 1.2 1.3 lakh and not more than that right so we are talking about almost four times of that mm. so that's what i'm saying like this is not going to be as much of a mass product short ha huh. so i i don't know and i think they they're not looking at moving downwards from here are they i don't for the subsequent products i, I don't think they've, they've spoken much about that right. yet i think they're just focusing on this initial product but i am very much looking forward to riding this motorcycle sure sure because with evs and we have seen this in the past like the numbers alone don't really tell the, the whole story the reason uh, why i brought the price uh, brought up the price was because see if they don't sell the company's future is going to be in in you know danger so uh, i slightly disagree there how the 
so the, they they have investments from like the auto space right so apart from like building their product and and again i don't know for a fact they are going to do this i'm just giving a theory here like tvs sure, sure. tvs is invested in this company sure right they have developed a product that looks good so far sure obviously we don't know beyond that we before we sure, ride sure. it and tvs is obviously also going to look in the ev direction so i'm just saying that this is going to be the good testing bed which can like then eventually be derived into tvs products like like we saw with like obviously ather also is scaled with their products but we saw hero launched vida deriving a fair bit from like ather wala tech and they they're using the same charging standard and all of that stuff so mm-hmm. i'm just saying like there are there are derivatives part of it with which is which makes it very likely that sure. the future of the company is not going to be very much risk as long as they have their products worked out and they are like sort of building tech that works yeah so Could that's be. the point i'm trying to make that that maybe uh, they don't really I mean, obviously, it would be great if they sell good numbers, right. but I'm just saying that does not have to be the prerequisite for them to exist in the long run. Maybe the long game for them, like the long-term exit stra- strategy for them, is to be acquired by a major auto company. Uh, and like be, sort but of, I don't know. I'm just saying that if it's a failure, if the F-77 bombs, right? We can't say for sure. Like its future is still secured. No, no, I, money there. I, I absolutely see your point, but I'm just saying, like, because the like the the major auto giant is involved, I'm, there are there are there are potential exit point there. accepted. But yeah, what I'm saying is like. I as an auto enthusiast want the F77 to work. No no that that is true that is true. I I agree. I But what I'm what I'm what I worry about is the pricing might be an impediment. True true. Do you realize we just spent the like pa- past 5 minutes just agreeing with each other which is a very uh are we agreeing? Yeah yeah we are like <laughs> Okay. Yes, we are agreeing on each other's points and building on top of that. One which thing we are agreeing on is we want to ride the motorcycle. Like yeah, because and like I didn't get a chance to the ride it. Spec sheet on these Some of the friends are in the design team, uh, but uh, that's why I'm. They did a great job. I now want to see like they took time to make the motorcycle like work out all the you know creases. Yeah, it's, it looks like a good product now. Yeah, it does. It does. Although it's not like Ola, right? I, that that is a like they just brought a product which was made for Europe, not even a tested product, brought it to India. So these guys took their time and ironed out the creases. Right. By the way, there is another uh, sort of EV manufacturer, and there are multiple new EV manufacturers that we are going to talk about in this episode. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I am very sure. Uh, but first, I'm going to talk about. one based out of mumbai okay which i think is called pmv something oh okay yeah so it it actually stands for personal mobility vehicle which is a two seater very tiny car electric first car first i saw its picture as like it reminded me of the original rava immediately okay it reminded me of like those bubble cars that were featured multiple times on top gear mm-hmm. it remind- they were much smaller Yeah, but I I don't know. It it somehow just like took me there. Okay. Plus, I, I, plus shape. remember one of one of those cars that they raced across uh, Saint Petersburg in like the the trio in Top Gear. Okay. Richard Hammond was on a you know fancy as cycle, and J, like Jeremy was taking a boat 
and james may had one yeah. of these tiny cars which was like not particularly wide oh renault twizy or something renault like some some renault mm-hmm. yes renault twizy or something twizy right, 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 whatever right. yeah so one of those so it it reminded me sort of of that mm. but nevertheless so uh, it's called easy e a s hyphen e so I'm, i'm i think they're trying to say easy uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was easy yeah that was not easy <laughs> that was not easy so uh, they are referring to it as a car but you remember the bajaj re60 or also known as bajaj cute yes that which was not cute at all yeah it was horrendous <laughs> but uh, it was not a car i mean the, like the government also labeled it as it's not never it didn't ever come out like was it into put into production so i actually i i remembered parts of it so before we started recording this i looked it up and okay. uh, so bajaj put the engine from pulsar 200 or pulsar 220 in it right which they also use in a lot of auto rickshaws auto rickshaws right. right and their idea was that it would simply offer people a better alternative to auto rickshaws right or for someone looking for a like fuel efficient but still a safer transportation for like, then a motorcycle or scooter then a motorcycle yeah. uh so it made sense that way like, yes it it made sense in theory that way and they sold in a couple of uh, other countries as well they didn't sell it in india because really? yeah it it's they, they sold it somewhere in in western europe okay yeah in, i think in in france or, or like some some country france they, is not west okay okay sorry i thought eastern europe okay western ah, yeah, europe yeah, yeah. Hmm. so uh, they did sell there in india the problem was uh, it was uh, regulations yeah the regulations And and again, I only remember parts of it, and like I could not find enough detail That's in the time we had. That's typical of us. So yeah. No, I I I found a lot of details on the next next bit we are going to cover. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it basically was sort of expected to comply with the same regulations as a standard car. So while Bajaj kept insisting and actually went to court, and they this went into a legal battle of almost six years. Okay. well bajaj was trying to say that this is not a car this is a quadra cycle and we're not trying to replace a car like you need to look at it as a better alternative to a auto rickshaw than a worse alternative to a car okay yeah so since 2013 till like 2019 it was stuck in a limbo in india okay yeah and that's why it was like eventually labeled a quadra cycle so it eventually went on sale and like comes with meters and all mm-hmm. i think I have spotted one on the road. Okay, huh. I've never seen one. And this was a while ago, but I remember vaguely remember spotting one on the road. But that's about it, because obviously, like it came out in twenty thirteen, and it could finally right. go on sale like significantly later than that. And it like also came in like commercial versions, like ready commercial versions out of the shelf, right? With like pre-installed meters and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, so this is sort of looking like that only. But I think the, because of this Bajaj thing, probably the regulations were changed or like the the whole legal battle led to something. Right. So they're calling it a car only. In okay. my notes, I've referred to it as a quadra cycle. Do you have the specs? Ah, uh, they were not like noteworthy. Mm-hmm. Like pretty basic, pretty nominal range for like sort of city commutes. So why are we talking about it? Because this is not something we've seen in India so far. What? 
like a, a two seater kind of very small mobility vehicle designed right. for like the congested cities mm-hmm. and i do not think it makes any sense right reva was not two seater uh, reva was uh, but still two and a half seater yeah but still like really compact and mahindra e2 o it i go. spotted a reva 3 days ago it actually I, I, there is somebody yeah. close to my house yeah. and like the tail lamps were not working i almost re-rented them okay. uh, but yeah <laughs> i do spot reva yeah, i spotted one like like pretty close to my house but anyway so why i feel this would not work is because which is interesting like reva came out many years back right right the battery back is still somehow no but riva had a normal nickel cadmium battery what kind of battery these uh, lead has... acid battery i don't i mean it came with a lead acid battery it didn't come with lithium ion that i know okay it didn't come with lithium ion see I, I, these this these are things these are things know. we are supposed to know <laughs> these are the things we are supposed to know okay and we do not but yes we i i did spot a red colored riva from the initial one so a friend of mine we she used to have one when we were like back in college yeah. uh, and like that was the, like the, one of the early ones so that's what i spotted so it is still okay. running mm-hmm. i don't know how mm-hmm. uh, probably battery changed or probably whatever and it was registered in karnataka this the the one i spotted it was a karnataka plate mm. so someone someone like went through all the trouble of shipping it all the way over here because obviously you can't drive it down yeah you must have carried it in the backpack and uh, like a cable luggage yeah yeah something like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. so anyway coming put a handle bar on it and coming back to your pmv this mumbai based company are okay ha okay still more to it no i'm i'm just saying like does it make sense for you no yeah because like oh. if two people have to move i think like our country by default chooses motorcycle or and if you have money then a car yes exactly and if you have money you'll choose a car and like if you are looking at a efficient transportation you look at motorcycle India over the last 15 years has changed right now if i am in my alto 800 on a highway i feel unsafe it is similar to what people in the us feel used to feel right like i remember uh, back in 2008 hmm. i was participating in this design challenge the whole thing was how do you convince people in the us to go for hatchbacks right it, it, it was a thing now right now we feel the same thing if i have a tiny hatchback right. in a city like delhi ncr yeah feels unsafe yeah a tiny hatchback right? even in my sedan like at times in traffic jams honestly i, I feel a bit uncomfortable like once you have a like a fortuner or something like on the right. on the on the right side like right next to you and like a truck on the other side imagine being in a alto 800 feeling unsafe i will never ever get into that kind of a whatever this car is right because like with a motorcycle at least you have the the weight and maneuverability on your side motorcycle is a very different thing right right exactly. I mean, like it's it. it's maneuverable like yeah. you can get out of a situation quickly or at least like think of it more like a cycle right yeah, like exactly. i don't want to like cycle in yeah. delhi and cr anymore it feels so unsafe Yeah. that car i i i'll not put myself in by the way if someone is interested in buying a cycle i'll like just <laughs> buy buy mine <laughs> please please someone buy my bicycle <laughs> i can't really cycle here anymore in this horrible air <laughs> quick plug quick plug so yeah i think yes you make you make fair points and that's why this 
probably would not work in India. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you did you hear? Uh, did you listen to the podcast I shared with you? Bad bits. No, I couldn't. Oh, okay. So that is a podcast by Wall Street Journal, and in this General? journal, okay. Sorry, what did I say? <laughs> General. Oh shit. Anyway, okay. it's fine. Uh, so that is a, a podcast by Wall Street Journal, and in this season they have covered the journey of Trevor Milton. Okay. Who this entire season was about the entire season was about Trevor Milton and Nicola. Yeah. Obviously, we absolutely love Nicola on this podcast, and if. You're not <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, you're not making sense of it. I, I, I I'm. Thirty-two episodes. You will find a lot about Nicola. You'll find a lot about Nicola, and if you still don't understand, I'm, I'm saying it sarcastically. Nicola, Ola, and Tesla. We love. We absolutely love. Absolutely <laughs> love. But the thing is, obviously, it was like the, the this stuff was obvious to a lot of people. So, uh, but first thing I would recommend, like not not first thing after you finish this episode, I Just would suggest get- you check out the the bed beds. Yeah, uh, uh, like you, Sian, and you, the audience. Everything that was wrong with Nicola was finally yeah. Uncovered. We talked about the the whole GM investing into it. G- how GM partnering with it? Partnering or oh GM also invested. invested. Yes, yeah, GM also invested. Yes, yes. Oh fuck, I forgot <laughs> that. Plus them going public <laughs> via reverse merger and then becoming bigger than GM. Yeah, their whole revenue. इंटरव्यूड Care to share some? Yes, I'm actually gonna share a very interesting one. Okay. So, one was obviously from one of the uh, key engineers that was involved initially. Hmm. So, at first, obviously, they came out with the promise of an electric truck, right? Pickup truck or a semi truck? No, electric semi truck. Yeah. Electric semi truck, which at that point did not make sense. Right. It did not make sense because there is there are limitations on what the overall weight. uh can be and the batteries at that point were adding too much of the weight for it to have any reasonable cargo capacity right right but uh, and by the way before this he started uh, like trevor milton started on about like hybrid trucks and your uh, uh, cng trucks and everything like that right. that was a entirely different story right. which he tried before nicola right but for nicola they started off with that and then all of a sudden trevor milton changed the narrative to that they are uh, like once it was pointed out by a lot of people that it is not possible and right. like uh, his sort of vision was being questioned in the media he suddenly changed the narrative to that we're going to have a powerhouse on board like we'll have we're going to have a fuel cell hydrogen right truck right which is why we would not e- need as much batteries and obviously the people inside were baffled and like those people have been interviewed on the podcast mm. that this is what happened he went out and announced and like those people are rushing around internally asking each other if you are working on it or right. someone is working on it they were clueless basically they were clueless and like everyone thought that the the other guy is working on it but actually no one was right they even showcased a product on the stage right. which Basically, 
could not even power its own lights and had cables connected underneath hmm. to a direct power supply to light it up right while trevor milton went on stage and told everyone how this is the best thing they've ever built and it is like driving crazy and all of that right then they also released demo videos of the truck driving down i think you and i all of us have seen yeah, those yeah we've seen that <laughs> right so uh so interestingly we uh, on on that podcast i found uh someone actually looked at the the video went on uh, google earth figured out what places have a reasonable gradient and then they obviously figured out where the factory was and based on that going around that they figured out a place where they actually shot that right and then they went up went up okay i, I gave it away mm. i gave it away so they they found that there was a slight right. decline there was a hill and they took that pickup truck on top no not pickup truck they, they took that semi truck on top of a hill right and actually pushed and rolled it down the hill right and shot the video there to give the impression that it is actually driving under its own power right and they hired an actor to sort of pretend to be the driver and the, the actor was told he was also interviewed for the podcast okay and the actor was told that no we cannot power it up because of certain technical regulations and all of that and it is not homologated for the road or something like that they told him bullshit that day true and obviously he believed it right okay that maybe maybe there is stuff that i don't understand Mm-hmm. that's fine i'm getting paid for to do a it's job it's an actor right yeah so so that was that so i mean like it it like sort of unraveled over the years and like how people who used to work at nikola became anonymous twitter accounts to sort of be the voice and how nikola hired or not not nikola baby travel milton and the people around him right hired spies to try and find out who this nikola insider was right who was tweeting while they also had a team of spies to sort of protect him and like people pretending to be the anonymous oh. insider so it was like a tale of spies only if they had spent so much time developing a actually we i mean they they <laughs> they are delivering now apparently mm, yeah so. but but not a lot of confirmed sources i, think, I don't know yeah it's this is 94 units till september semi trucks oh, who is buying it i don't know yeah and they, they said europe and all as well but the, like electric semi truck right now it's only on sale in north america but they are actually planning to expand into european countries as well okay okay but ne- nevertheless i think the the they also had a recall back in oh, already for some seat belt issue anyway anyway but i mean, I mean honestly so what that means is basically there are some units out there so i mean they obviously were, were working on the electric truck but like the whole hydrogen part that would never was even was all worked sure, on yeah, yeah. plus plus like trevor milton would go out on on like instagram live and all of that shit and make crazy claims right which people could easily invalidate and like he would literally go on with uh, instagram rants attacking people who are questioning right the company or questioning his capabilities yeah this guy was we have, we have seen that happening where a lot <laughs> you 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 want to point fingers at someone specific no no okay. pointing finger towards myself <laughs> <laughs> and like like and, and he would like make claims that could very easily be like checked 
for instance he claimed that their entire plant is off the grid and like is run entirely right. on solar power and like people could just go on google uh, earth or like something like that and could see that there there is not even a single solar panel on the roof right Anyway, so, he has yeah. pleaded not guilty, but uh, the jury has found jury. That. Uh, yeah, obviously. So, a couple of he jurors were also interviewed for that podcast. But I would highly recommend listening okay. to the this season of Bed Bed. He might go f- away for what twenty five years at max. Twenty five. Let's see. Right. Yeah. So another Elizabeth Holmes story. Another Elizabeth Holmes story. Yes. By the way, Tesla is also facing uh, like criminal probe over the. The self-driving claims they made again, not, not nothing new there. No, but finally, you, but finally, did, in yeah. US, like there is some like legal action happening over the ridiculous claims. Right. And actually, I I bring this up because I want to talk about Argo AI. Oh yes, yeah. So mm-hmm. Argo AI shut down. We we I we actually took a month long break. Yeah, and lot has happened. Lot like has happened. lot has happened. I think this episode is gonna end up to be what two hours, two two and a half hours. Are you sure? Okay, we are one. We yeah. are at one ten already, and like we haven't touched our biggest story for this episode. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna have enough energy to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, because we spent like almost one hour laughing at it already. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. Argo AI shut down. We were not very surprised, although. We were not surprised at that Argo AI shut down, but I I bring up the Tesla news mm-hmm. for that reason only because like see Argo AI shut down is not a failure of the the driverless or like a it has yeah. autonomous mobility right, but it was like sort of a company failing and also because of the sheer pressure that is created in the crazy gold rush right. Because Uber, Tesla, like everyone went crazy that they are going to be driverless by twenty twenty. Right. That was two and a half years ago now. Like, yeah. Like we were like it's almost three years ago now. Right. We haven't seen anything driverless. And the thing is, Tesla. We barely have level three. Yeah, <laughs> we we barely do. In fact, okay. So I'm I'm gonna take another tangent here. Which you do? Generally. Yes, I obviously do. I had. Like okay. a scary, very scary moment today because a car decided it knows better than what I do, and I think we have spoken about you yeah. extensively have complained about this on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And today I was driving a borrowed car, right. not even my own car, which would have been fine if I like give it a little scrape. But obviously, all some- the scary incidents that happened to me were also on borrowed cars. Right, fair enough. But those those were media cars. This was media. like someone <laughs> friend's car. <laughs> some friend's car who like saved up a lot and like finally managed to buy this. So right. yeah, significant difference. Uh, but yeah, as coming out of a parking, obviously I had perfect visibility all around. It was not a crowded road. It was just some like inclines and declines. That's all. I had perfect visibility. I was taking a right turn. There was an auto parked in front of me, but I had like the steering turned right in full lock. Is turning. There was plenty of space. Like it would have left plenty of space for me to go around. But for the car, for some reason, decided no, I should not be moving forward, and applied brake in full. <laughs> I 
both i and like my friend my friend he didn't even know that his car had automatic <laughs> some way to find out ha and <laughs> and both of us were shit scared shit scared because obviously like i'm i'm just creeping I, i i was not even touching the throttle at that point right because i was coming downhill so which is why i was braking by then and then i had just turned right so i was about moving from the brake to the throttle like i was moving my right foot from the brake to the throttle and that's when the, like the car decided to brake as aggressive i don't think i've ever braked that aggressively okay. in my life like it was almost like someone stomping on the brake mm, right but fucking scared the shit out of me and for no reason at all and imagine if someone was coming behind me mm, right would have been sketchy as fuck matlab would have would have led a re- like like this car being rear ended right so yeah i'm what just saying we like talking about argo we're talking about driverless Talk about driverless. I'm right. just saying, like the, the 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 this gold rush, this craziness has led to so much pressure and like obviously investors pour in shit. Especially with this whole now uh, uh, recession fears and things like that, there's more pressure on to right. Yes, for for on on companies to deliver. Right. I think we talked about Amazon Scout team. Right. Yes. In our last episode. Right. But we also talked about like there will be companies which are actually doing putting in a lot of work. There are companies that are already that, doing that. Like, that like that Caterpillar is using survive for mining and stuff like driverless. Uh, also John Deere. You have John Deere obviously. For John Deere. John Deere has done shit ton of stuff like right. and and it makes a lot of sense there. For them, yes. It makes a lot of sense there. It doesn't have a lot of those constraints which comes with you know driving on road. On a public road, like that public is road, the right. most complicated scenario we're talking yes, about, and yes. we were promising that in like ridiculous four-year timeline. Yes. Of which we are already in seventh year of. <laughs> so, I mean, like again, the the point to reiterate is like Argo AI is just like a company that had to shut down under the circumstances. Right. But that is not the end of the road. I mean, like obviously. Um, it cannot be yeah. like driverless. We know it will come. Right. Yeah. So it's it cannot be the end of the road. Right. Yeah. So but yeah, it's a blip. Yeah. But but I mean it it sort of gives puts a lot of yeah lots of lot of weight on the other companies in the space. Yes. And also sort of people who it are will not, suck out a lot of investment from this you know this segment for the time being. Yes. Yes. True. There will be companies which will be under pressure. Right. But yeah. So we're going to talk about another EV launch and this the highlight one, of this episode. Yes, this is the absolute highlight of this episode. Let me say and that. And this one also with some comes, some conviction. It is the highlight. This one also comes from India and has been in the headlines recently. Now you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. A company called Pravag. Yes, Pravag Dynamics, yes. Pravag Dynamics. So there is a another okay. there is a dynamic uh, dynamic element to it, to it. <laughs> dynamic element to it called they dynamic. actually they love the word dynamic i guess multiple they love a lot of misplaced words but okay misplaced words <laughs> so basically the name i i didn't know it is sanskrit for terminal velocity cool uh somehow uh, they have been there since 2011 okay But so, but but sorry, I, I, sorry, I'll not I, go, I think, go there. I think I'll, not, I'll not go there. Let's start from but, the start. Yeah, uh, yeah. What do we have in news? Generally, I um, so let me remind the audience that I'm an automotive journalist. I get invites for car launches, right? But 
premium car launches in particular yeah, yeah. and this is premium this is premium but how, i didn't how get premium very premium but uh, i didn't get an uh, invite for it i just read about it in the news okay. like everybody else did and what what and i didn't as much as read about it i saw the pictures and i didn't read <laughs> ஹாயபூசாண்ட் underneath yes absolutely so this looked pretty much like it okay so like it a fiberglass like a, job type thing. not even a fiberglass job would look better okay <laughs> a fiber job <laughs> it looked like a a, a vague uh, la, uh range rover evoke with a plastic body on it right and like pretty yeah, horrible true, true. it looks like a very terrible copy then somehow i i i managed to gather some some you know courage courage i'll say yes courage is the right yeah. word to go through the spec sheet okay i knew i'm going i'm in for some lofty claims oh because it is a range rover no because range that's rover look alike sorry that's generally how it happens right okay goes it has a 90 kilowatt a uh, battery I, i have a feeling you're not being sincere about all I am this being like very this, this is this is a big launch big this launch. is a big launch you're not talking Some about the it. biggest media houses like let's not name name anyone i'm not naming okay that's yeah. why sir but, but you're not taking this seriously this is oh, a big I launch i'm not taking it is, it is got a sanskrit name to it okay okay yes good anyway, anyway yeah you know you know it's going to be that fast 90 kilowatt hour battery 500 kilo okay so uh, like sorry sorry can as much as a tesla model s yeah that's what i was looking for tesla model s has 90 oh i thought it was 110 okay but it yeah. initially used to come with 90 yes. right oh okay so this is model p110 is 110 oh okay that's why the name yeah p90 was 90 kilo it's a massive big ass yeah, battery yeah 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 okay yes i we i get big ass yes big ass <laughs> Okay. So 90 is like 90 is a lot then like yeah if it is model Nexon is the only indian made uh, it's 30 right? 35 35 okay 35. in in the max version in the max version the new right. one right so otherwise it's it 90 is, this is more than double triple. a lot more than double. Ah, it's almost triple like almost compared triple. to normal one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah okay now i remember mg zs has like 45 yeah yeah okay 90 yes 90. Like, that's so a lot it's a lot yes 500 kilometers of claimed range which should be possible with 90 90 yes yes which seems reasonable 0 to 100 in 4.9 seconds okay like how powerful are the motors i don't know hey 400 horsepower sorry as some fork 400 horsepower okay dual motor all wheel drive okay yeah yeah and 100 horsepower is a lot It's got a plastic aerospace grade reinforced plastic body but uh, like the the aircraft use uh, aluminum I don't know I think the plates uh, oh like cutlery okay yeah, yeah food is served something like that. I don't know hmm. or some glider some I don't know okay or the paper plane that I made anything <laughs> <laughs> but they claim it's it, it will be five star rated 
it will have safety five star rated safety no this global end cap they rating. don't say it will have this it, it has. has it has sorry sorry yeah. how dare you oh fuck i fucked up yeah. sorry i take it back it has it has five and it has 0.33 uh, your uh, what is that drag coefficient drag coefficient i'm so into the story now that i'm forgetting the terms <laughs> that that is an odd outcome but okay but anyway so it's yeah. so exciting that indian brands are able to make this lofty claim i mean nothing nothing uh, no, no, indian brands can make lofty claims yeah i mean and we have we have seen them delivering but this one like is not adding up uh but okay so the lofty claims aside i mean yes we have seen some good products i mean like like we are just Ultra talking about our toilet that yes that is a good product we are also hopeful about a lot of other upcoming products ether we have ether we, have, we we absolutely love ether right we absolutely love ether bounce we are hopeful of nexon ev we have nexon ev is brilliant nexon yeah. ev max is brilliant Yeah. So I mean, yes, absolutely. Like so Indian manufacturers are are and like Pravag is above though this the the spectrum we were talking about. They're way above. And especially the naming part, the nameplates they came up with. Uh, so they it's, it's, they had a sedan. Somehow I never read about it. Oh Did no! Did you? I I actually like when it was announced in near the end of 2020. I remember because the moment you showed me the the pictures. video and like video and pictures, hmm. I could immediately recall that horrendous looking sedan. Are you calling it horrendous now? Yes. It's a beautiful thing. No, they 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 themselves call something like that extinct. No, no, the the sedan is called extinction, but on their website extinction, right? Extinction, extinction. mark one. Yeah. And this is defy defy yes they define themselves uh, and like they they call it brutal brutal brutally exquisite no, no. <laughs> brutal sophistication brutal sophistication so i i would agree it is brutal yeah, yeah. it is brutal uh, but anyway like, like let's go sophisticated it is brutal sure let's is. close it at that it sure is uh, let let's meet in the middle uh, let's go one step at a time so okay you take the first step now okay so 2020 near the end of 2020 they showcased a car which was a coupe slash sedan whatever you like what to call it two door <clears throat> yeah but sedan. they said the final final version is going to be a four door yeah. yeah so probably again had a plastic body again yes had a plastic body it was a barely finished car we also found some media references of also like test drives and all of yeah, yeah. autocar did a proper like autocar did a proper yeah, like yeah. test drive so i mean they they obviously had a prototype going yes which obviously autocar uh, got to try out yeah right so that was that which was a sedan again with lofty claims uh, but re- still uh, to a reasonable degree like 200 bhp 200 horsepower yeah, uh, and like 6 seconds type uh, not 200 which 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 was still like aggressive but okay believable but we had a moving chassis it was like uh-huh, uh-huh. and like walking yeah plus the auto car story also mentions that the suspension and all was also like sorted. fairly sorted there were issues obviously a lot of engineering work had to be done but they were promising that they'll be out with it by the festive season of 2021 yeah yeah which was a year ago Yeah. and it was supposed to be like leasing only with a driver with a driver yes uh and like you could not buy the car and like the in theory that made sense because they were like evs are inherently like like costly by design at least 
uh with things that are like with as things are now evs are costly right. so their idea was that we to we will try to increase the utilization of the vehicles and will offer a leasing plan sort of thing right which made sense but except uh, the car never came out the car went ex- extinct yes yeah. so they named it very appropriately right and now they have a new SUV, SUV crossover called Defy right and and a military uh, version of it derivative of it oh yes that that too yeah. so apart from the lofty claims there is not much backing it up here so and by the way this is available for you to reserve so all of a sudden they have taken a detour from their stance of EVs are costly you didn't mention the price of the car 40 lakhs 39.5 39.95 okay 39.95 yes which is a steel for the spec sheet yes obviously which 90 is... kilowatt hour battery pack itself should cost around <laughs> that much yeah. maybe 40 yeah so like the but again this is a departure from what they initially uh, suggested they're gonna do the first car never came out right and like they say they have that this company has been in existence and they've been working on this since 2011 yeah 11 years almost 11 years in existence yeah. except the company was registered in 2019 that's what we found out yeah, that's what we found <laughs> quick google quick google search the these are information publicly Pub- available publicly available right? information it's i think like nothing yeah, nothing that we have we dug, did dug up investigation policy. or something like that yeah it's publicly available like, information yeah, couple of google searches and like charts over uh, like the past 10 15 minutes right that's all that that was pretty much it plus a lot of uh, like you you go to the website all of a sudden there are no references to the extension yeah yeah the references only are to defy every page every page has a very prominent reserve button they are asking for a reservation amount of 51,000 51,000 51,000 rupees to reserve this. They've obviously pushed aggressively on the PR very recently. Yes. Uh, I don't think anyone got into too much details of the car because there weren't any yes. beyond the spec sheet that they shared. Right. And they are saying they'll, they'll roll it out by next year. Now coming to the flags, additional flags, apart from the ones that we discussed already. Red flags? They are, yes, gigantic red flaming flags. Okay. Uh, You open the website and it says random shit. Mm. Not even like exaggerating here in the usual way I do. Right. Like it says 400 BHP and uh, like all wheel drive and dual monitor. (laughs) Not dual motor. Monitor. Mind you, dual monitor. Even beyond the random... Plus... uh, Errors. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. A lot, lot of, of it doesn't, doesn't make sense. A lot sense. of it doesn't add up. Like, just, just open the website. Forget adding up. It is just, like, nonsense. Yeah, just random phrases thrown in. Random, like, I don't know. Random phrases thrown in. Plus, you, you look up the, the whole team. I just, I, I, just, I just, out of curiosity, went on LinkedIn, looked up the whole team. And, uh, I mean, at one point, they're talking about creating a 90% of the car in India, like more than 90% of the parts. By mass. Let's not go there. It is important. Uh, but while they're talking about everything being engineered and like sort of created here, I, I think it requires a certain degree of experience to sort of create a product like this. Right. But most of the people I 
found on LinkedIn were uh, sort of in the very early stages of their careers. Fresh graduates. Fresh graduates. No work like, experience. And a lot of people. Not have a lot of experience in EV industry. Or in any industry or at any all. Industry like, at and all. most of the people that we could find uh, like like are publicly available. Right. Were uh, sort of like with the company for like two to two months to like eight, ten months. Fresh hires. Let's yeah. let's. Yeah, fairly fresh. Yeah. Or were the the three founders, which were like eleven years each. There were three founders. I I, I could found I I could find uh, two on LinkedIn, but there are three apparently. I probably missed the third one. Oh, they were in the uh, three in the pictures. Three in the pictures. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so all all three of them list like the eleven years working with this company only. Yeah. Uh, one of them doesn't list any previous work experience. None of them list any education. Right. So I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not trying to uh, sound like the bad guy here, but like there are a lot of flags and like all of a sudden what something like that felt promising two years ago when the initial autocar article came out about the sedan and all of that. And all of a sudden it is starting to look like a very something Scam. like fairly sketchy and like scammy kind of feel and like when you look at because we, we, we know the current scenario right there's exactly. a lot of you know investor money out there like which Ma- is, Marcus Brownie made a video about it like how to create a uh, a multi-million dollar EV company really and, yeah I, I actually didn't see it <laughs> yeah I mean I even I didn't see it but well, I, someone like sort of referred it to and I, I, I oh so. Marcus Brownie you, MKBSG yes that guy okay 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 I thought okay so, yeah, it is sort of taking there the There is a lot there. of... And, and there are a lot of flags, honestly. I mean, I mean, like, forget everything. I'm, I'm not... Forget the credentials of the people there and forget everything. Just look at the website. Mm. Just look at the website, look at the listing. And you'll find random, like, detail that doesn't make sense. That detail that doesn't add up for a, for a car. Right. So, uh, I'm, I'm not... Claiming that it's going to come next year. Things like that. I'm, I'm, when you have a... <laughs> You have a car that looks like a garage project. It it looks worse than a garage project, to be honest. Mm. Uh, and I'm gonna open their website and actually read out the details now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually we literally laughed for an hour. We 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 did. That is the reason why we so, sound so <laughs> exhausted. Exhausted, right? <laughs> like the literally the very first thing the website says is belligerence begins. begins. Yeah, and I mean like there are photos of a. Actually, mm-hmm. belligerence begins, right? <laughs> They've been belligerent. Yeah, and like like five star safety. Who's rated? Who has rated you five star? Like Euro and Cap, Asian and Cap, and like when did you have enough cars to send to them for testing? And a plastic car, which at one point you're not able to showcase, while on the other you're claiming five star safety. On what? Really? What? On what? The five star candy that yeah and like like your design people the people you are claiming are are uh, heading your testing and stuff they they are like recent graduates with like two years of experience or some of the people there are that are actually listed as senior level employees battery life to two hundred quarter million yeah which which uh, I mean is we don't know the, the battery it is their own. And and Whatever. also also yes there, there is no information battery life of two and a half lakh or two hundred and fifty thousand kilometers 
has anyone spotted this car on the road because if a car how do you test it right huh, if a car has run 250000 kilometers on indian roads they say what 70 or 80% of the car is made in india 90 90 90% 90%, 90% yes then let's presume ha uh, it says the engine. battery is made in india yeah i'm i'm just saying like they they're saying that engineering everything in house oh, okay okay and they're saying their adas is built by them only and like all of this stuff and like the most experienced people are working there and also pursuing a post graduation at the same time right uh, i mean so yeah range greater than ever i mean like literally the, the stuff you read here is just crazy it's crazy anyway anyway it, anyway, it does, get, doesn't people look, get the picture no i'm 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 just like making sure we try to read <laughs> amazing ui it says okay. smooth ui with no stutter or tacky moves mm. great that's great that's great to hear more than skin trip complete and true privacy from what mm. i'm driving the car from what truly yours as opposed to what software and hardware upgradable okay matlab maybe that makes sense to a degree uh but yeah long lasting right also it says glass is smooth suspension that is, is something like, that is it I something that you never have ever heard glass never also have you heard 11 years you know covering automotive industry glass smooth i've never heard <laughs> i don't even know what it what does it mean yeah and stri- you can stride across flooded paths long lasting rides long lasting rides what <laughs> and so for some reason they're not talking about uh, the rage they are talking about glass smooth suspension long lasting rides <laughs> yes <laughs> anyway. also by the way by the way there is a full warranty documentation for full warranty documentation and everything available here which talks about spark plugs no i i, I it, that has changed now that has changed now since somebody the time i pointed it out Yeah, somebody pointed that out on Team BHP. By the way, I'll put the link to the Team BHP thread because I I can see That's that funny. it is already getting more interesting when people are nitpicking such stuff because it is a dual monitor car. Dual monitor, <laughs> not a dual motor. Dual monitor which produces four hundred horsepower. Also, it apparently comes with an with an oxygen concentrator. <laughs> no particulate filter because it says particulate filter, but it ten x reduction in CO two. Yeah, I'm. Um, not entirely sure how particulate filter reduces co2 but nevertheless if you are interested in this car you can actually reserve one for 51000 only oh yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm not sure what to make of this but i i really we actually tried reserving one but we didn't we fell short of 51000 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so obviously stay away from defy just for laugh you go through the website but yeah but please nice. but please 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 go through the website because this it is hilarious it is hilarious i mean if at one point you're trying to sell a car for 40 like i think you can hire an intern who can write copies or like yeah. at least like write no basic english anyway <laughs> yeah uh, like at least they spent so much on the whole pr drive but but did they yeah did Yeah, I mean, like the 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 PR folks could have written this for them. They didn't. So yeah, I guess that's about it. Wow, this was the big story. It, it, I I think we we sort of somehow ex- we, we you know we spent so much time discussing laughing and laughing it. about it and researching. There is that the, the it, highlight was little underwhelming. <laughs> it was actually it was like like before we started recording this episode, we were la- like 
losing our shit like as struggling to breathe while la- laughing going through the website so i would highly recommend you do that i yeah. would highly recommend you do that and try to reserve one 51k 51k it only. takes 51k 51k only 40 lakh delivering next year just like the previous car was delivering last year so it is and it is truly yours and it is truly private with a glass smooth suspension <laughs> so and on that i think let's let's bring it to a close because it has been a ridiculously long episode and obviously like every other time please give us give us a rating or review wherever you listen to this podcast and please tell a friend because obviously that is a nice thing to do if you like the pod- podcast yeah yeah another month to go before we enter 2023 yes so probably hopefully and no we will actually come with come up with another episode yeah yeah we we will certainly will bring a close to this year yeah 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 we certainly will have to like, yeah, yeah. like that it would otherwise be unacceptable like we're sort of tapering down after being consistent that is consistent is that, not something that goes with us yeah i mean that is consistent with our character but that yeah, is yeah it is <laughs> nevertheless thank you very much for listening please please leave us a review and that's all for this one thank you bye bye